الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان تنفع المؤمنين most respected students of deen brothers and sisters last week we had commenced a discussion on a dua of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in this dua nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam sought the protection of allah taala from several aspects is making dua of this nature is to teach us to teach the ummah what they should be making dua for what they should be making effort to acquire in their lives what should they be making an effort to save themselves from so together with dua this is talim of the dangers of certain issues which we should therefore be trying our best to protect ourselves from them to get past them so this dua of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which we discussed last week to some extent allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal kasal this was the first part of the dua ya allah i seek your protection from being incapable of doing something because of for example severe sickness because of some other circumstances whatever the case might be as a result of which a person now wants to do some amal wants to do some good wants to be of help to others wants to do many many things that will earn him great amount of but the person is not able to do it he is ajiz due to the circumstances due to his health or due to whatever the situation might be and as mentioned last week to refresh that lesson as well that when a person has been punctual on some good has been consistently doing some righteous deeds somebody was consistent in performing his tahajjud for example somebody was making a lot of tilawat whatever other good actions and then some situation comes up some illness some other negative circumstances due to which this is now not possible to continue with a person still gets the full reward for those actions that were done during one's days of health one's days of ability so despite now not being able to perform it one continues to receive the full reward this allah taala's grace and mercy upon his servants so on that note we had also discussed that therefore we should take advantage of the opportunity and try to do the best that, that we can during the moments of good health of free time etc we should make use of this in the best way and be consistent with amal be consistent with our maamulat be consistent with whatever other aspects we can do whatever good we can do that day might come when we are unable to do it we'll continue to reap the rewards for it so what a wonderful uh, gift of allah taala to those who are unable to do many things but mashallah we constant upon it allah taala still gives them the full reward of it 
So the first part of the dua was Allahumma ni'udhu bika min al-ajzi. The second was wal-kasal. Ya Allah, I seek your protection from laziness. And we had discussed that laziness too is like a disease. A person contracts certain diseases, then that disease holds him back. Likewise, laziness becomes like a disease. That a person is now able to do many things, but because of laziness, the ability is there, the strength is there, the opportunity is there, everything is in front of a person. But the laziness, as a result of the laziness, a person doesn't do it. For example, a person's eyes opened up in the middle of the night. Might be three o'clock in the night, whatever. Sometimes it happens, person was in a deep sleep and now something, whatever, disturbed the sleep or the eyes just opened out. Some people have a nightmare and they wake up. Now the person woke up and now sleep is not coming back. Now there's still two hours left for Fajr. Person doesn't normally perhaps wake up so early. So now five minutes went past, ten minutes went past, fifteen minutes went past. And it's becoming very obvious that the sleep is not coming anytime soon now. Because the person is now already wide awake. Already had a five hour sleep for example. The person is wide awake. But now laziness, now it's such a Mubarak time that the person can now wake up because he's awake, he's fast, he was fast asleep, he's wide awake now. So he's not sleeping, he's not that he is going to miss out on his sleep, he is not sleeping. Wide awake. And the signs are clear to him that now the sleep is not going to come back. 5, 10, 15 minutes have passed and he's even more awake than he was when his eyes just opened out. So it's such a Mubarak time to wake up in this time now, go and make wudu, go and make two rakats nafil, four rakats nafil of the hajjud, and turn to Allah Ta'ala, shed tears of remorse and regret, beg Allah Ta'ala's help. This is a very special time when Allah Ta'ala Himself calls out, Hal min mustaghfirin Anybody seeking forgiveness, I may forgive him. Anybody seeking rizq, I may grant him the rizq. Anybody seeking safety from something I may grant it to him, etc. Various needs of insan, Allah Ta'ala Himself is calling out, that is there anybody asking, I may grant it to him. Now the person is wide awake. He's not sleeping, he's wide awake. And it's so easy for him to now just wake up, go and make wudu, perform that few rakats, because there's nothing else to do at that time. But then laziness comes up. So that laziness, a person, if it was for example a summer's night, uh, he might have had just a very light sheet maybe upon him. But if it was a winter's night, and especially for example in a very cold place, Durban, we don't experience such severe cold, but further up northern Natal, and in Johannesburg, and Cape Town, and various other places of the country, and in other places where it is even more colder, so now it is in the minus degrees, it's extremely cold, the person now has got one duvet upon the other and one blanket upon the other covering him. So now, that's quite a weight, all those blankets upon blankets and 
the ways and whatever is quite a weight. But that weight is nothing. It just requires just pushing it out and it will all fall off. Even a child can push it out. It's a little weight, but even a child can push it out. So sometimes the thick blankets and so on people use, it might not be so easy for a child maybe. But anybody can push it off. But even if a person was sleeping with something covering him which weighed maybe 50 kilos, now which is a very heavy weight, who does that? He'll, he'll get killed under it. But that too can be moved out. That 50 kilos, he'll somehow push that out. Or get somebody else to help him push it out. Now who knows that nobody in the world sleeps under something weighing 50 kilos. But that laziness that covers the person at that time is like, not forget 50 kilos, on some people that laziness weighs like a ton. That laziness weighs like a ton. Now in that winter night, the person might be covered with 10 blankets too, but that 10 blankets can be pushed out. But it can be a summer's night and the person got that thin sheet over him too, but that laziness that covers him, whether in winter, whether in summer, now in summer, for example, it's a not, not freezing cold, it's a very pleasant morning, summer morning, but a pleasant morning, very nice and ideal weather, so there's no difficulty in that regard. Now somebody will say, but now the nights in summer are short, but he's wide awake. But then why he can't wake up? That laziness that now covers the person, that laziness weighs a ton. Now that is that disease, that it becomes so heavy on the person. Now he can be easily doing so much good at that time, but the laziness deprives him. That laziness holds him back. That laziness ties him down. That laziness shackles him. And that laziness causes him to lose out more than most other things can cause him to lose out. So, not, or rather, hardly anything can cause him to lose out so much as that laziness makes a person lose out. So where everything is available, all the opportunities are there to do so much good. But the laziness, laziness will come in the way and prevent a person from doing anything. A person might not be able to go to work, for example. Like currently, Allah Ta'ala gives shifa to one and all. Allah Ta'ala bless all those who are ill. Allah Ta'ala give them complete shifa and afiyat. May it be such that no trace of the illness remains. So now many people are unfortunately very ill to the sense that they are unable to conduct their normal day-to-day routines. Many might be a challenge for them to even, for example, go to make wudu and perform their salah. They have to do it in the bed while sitting in the bed. Allah Ta'ala give shifa to one and all. But many are not ill to that extent and that level, but because they have contracted some symptoms and some went for some tests, so now they have to isolate themselves. So now that is the medical requirement and the legal requirement or whatever. So now people are in isolation. So many people are in isolation. Now, as for those who are quite sick, obviously they are excused. You can't expect them to now uh, take upon themselves something they cannot manage. 
it's beyond them right now. So we make dua for them. We, Allah Ta'ala grant complete shifa to one and all. But there are many, many who have to be in isolation, but they are not sick to the extent that it has hampered any day-to-day function. The person has some slight symptoms sometimes, the person has no symptoms, but they have to, on medical advice, etc., remain in isolation. Now, this is a classic situation. The person is in isolation because he is forced to be in isolation, but he is not ill physically. He is not physically ill in the sense that he is unable to do anything, he is hampered by illness. He's fine. The person is saying, I got no symptoms, but now I tested positive, so now I got to be in isolation. Now, what does a person do in this isolation? One is an extreme situation. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Allah Ta'ala protect us. That people who are in such isolation feel now, what do I do now? I'm bored. I'm bored to death. Allah Ta'ala protect us. These are the words that we use. I'm bored to death. Now what does this mean, I'm bored to death? That, you know what, I don't know what to do, it's like, I'm dead. Whereas, Allah Ta'ala has given us life still, there's so much to do with that life. How can we be bored to death? There's so much to earn in this life. Earn for the akhirat. But in any case now, one is this extreme, that a person is in this isolation, and now he's bored to death, in inverted commas now, he's bored to death, so now what does a person do? The person is now engaging in sin. People have found the so-called, Allah knows best what all these things are, Netflix. These are all nets of shaitan. Now the person found Netflix and got caught in that net of shaitan, like the internet, which is by and large for many, a net of shaitan. So now shaitan is catching people in all these nets. Now the person in isolation too, got caught up in this net, and now he's indulging in more sin. Whereas this was a time now that the person is isolated, he cannot go to work, he cannot go to, somebody can't go to school, and somebody can't go to madrasa, and somebody can't go here and there, whatever. So now, this was a time to connect with Allah Ta'ala, to an even greater extent. But the disaster is that the person uses this time to get involved in more sin. Now this is what we discussed last week as well, Nu'man bin Bashir radiallahu ta'ala an, his statement, that this is utter destruction, that a person disobeys Allah ta'ala in the time of musibat. In other words, this is inviting destruction, inviting the wrath of Allah ta'ala. So, that is now an extreme situation, that the person now is gone into more haram, is using the time to commit more sin. Allah protect us, Allah save us from such uh, disasters. This is what Nu'man bin Bashir explained. This is utter disaster, utter destruction. So, in any case, this is the one part of it, this extreme. But then many a person is not, alhamdulillah, is not getting involved in sin, but now the laziness comes up. Now the time is available, the person has to be there 10 days, 14 days, Allah knows best how long. The time is available and there's so much can be done but the laziness comes up and as a result of which the person doesn't end up doing anything. 
generally on a when day to day life is happening the person says no I just can't get time to make my ma'amulat I just cannot get enough time to make my tilawat whereas there's enough time for everything else just somehow there's no time for the ma'amulat there's no time for tilawat there's no time for muraqaba there's no time for other good actions there's time for everything else but now the person is in isolation so now in isolation there isn't time for work because you can't go to work there isn't time for school etc because you're not allowed to go to school so now there's all the time available for tilawat of the Quran Sharif all the time available for dhikr for dua, for tasbihat etc but now laziness as a result nothing happens whereas this this isolation though it's now a problem that now the person has to be isolated but that it has come without the person's choice so it should have been transformed into a time of truly connecting with Allah Ta'ala this is a forced isolation something else has been taught to us in deen and that is khalwat meaning out of choice a person should be isolating himself from time to time for short periods of time daily also daily maybe half an hour little bit more all the better but at least half an hour if not half an hour 15 minutes 10 minutes also a person should be isolating himself here now forget 10 minutes and half an hour it's 24 7 for a good number of days that a person has been forced into khalwat whereas khalwat itself was something to do out of choice out of part of a person's daily program that there is a certain amount of time for khalwat for being in isolation and in this isolation to do what? in this isolation to turn to Allah wa ta'ala and to connect with Him now for example in that time of isolation a person has got time for his tilawat of the Quran Sharif part of that isolation would be a person's nawafil so now it will start off late at night in the early parts of the morning the person will wake up for tahajjud the person will make zikr make dua that is the ideal time for dua now the person is isolation he's got ample time to sleep during the day also and that is the time now the time of the night to really turn to Allah Ta'ala. normally a person will say now that I can't make it to wake up early in the morning because I get very tired the whole day and then I get to sleep at night and I'm very tired now the person will go the whole day to sleep now what we're talking about is those who are ill obviously that's a different matter but there's many a person doesn't have any symptoms also but he's forced to be in this khalwat but how do we use it now the person who has overcome this laziness one is at extreme of getting involved in haram Allah Ta'ala protect us we're not talking about that at all we are saying a person mashallah is not getting involved in haram but many a person becomes the victim of laziness now this there's no movement towards good actions the salah is being performed the complete, the faraiz, wajibat are getting completed but there's so much more so now at the time of tahajjud the person will commence his tahajjud then the time is the ideal time for dua he'll make dua for shifa for himself shifa for all those who are ill and shifa from all our spiritual ailments shifa from our physical ailments he'll make dua for the whole ummad what a situation the whole ummad finds itself in at the moment and so many challenges one after the other and 
types of situations which we could not imagine. So now he'll make dua for the whole ummah, cry to Allah Ta'ala and build his taluk with Allah Ta'ala. Then spare some time for zikr, turn to Allah Ta'ala the last part of the night. This was the quality of the Sahaba Ikram. Allah Ta'ala says that they would stand in the night and beg Allah Ta'ala and they would stand in the night and worship Allah Ta'ala. But yet after the whole night of worshipping Allah Ta'ala, the last part of the night comes. Now they are turning to Allah Ta'ala in istighfar. This is now what we had the time to do. Now that khalwat, in that isolation, to turn to Allah Ta'ala. Big, big of him, make istighfar and cleanse our hearts out with the sincere and deep istighfar. How beloved the person becomes Allah Ta'ala when he is now fulfilling this. And then time for tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Then time for listening to some talk of deen. All this is so easily available of the authentic ulama ikram. Now, person normally, this would also be something that should be part of his daily program. Or at least a few days a week, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, he's listening to some nasihat of some of the senior ulama and mashayikh, etc. But, on a daily note, generally in the week, he just not can't get time for it. But now in this isolation, in this isolation, all the time in the world is available for all this. So now he takes some bayan of some person, some personality, he has that munasabat with that compatibility with whom he seems to gain some benefit from and gets motivated in deen, gets motivated to give up sin, gets motivated to uh, progress in his amal. So now, take one bayan. We have many, many great ulama and mashayikh whose nasihats and whose bayans, those who are presently living, many who have passed away, it's all available, mashallah, easily accessible and downloadable. So we download some of this and listen to it. And so we have one hour for that. Then, together with that talim, maybe now in this time of isolation, people don't want to come close to us. That shouldn't be the case in that manner that there's complete uh, cut off from somebody. The person should not be treated in a way that he is some kind of uh, some unclean person. Yes, somebody wants to take their precautions by all means. But there shouldn't be that kind of situation where a person is like an outcast now and there cannot be any interaction with this person at any level whatsoever and you come anywhere close to him, you might drop dead. That is an extreme position and it's not in keeping with the teachings of Deen where we have to attend to the ill, attend to those who are sick, give them that compassion, give them that kindness, give them that company, give them that boost of their spirits. Some people, somebody wrote a message somewhere, I don't think the disease is going to kill me, but the isolation is killing me. The quarantine is killing me. Now, we are not saying that a person should not adopt the uh, precautions and so on, but people who are not well, people who are ill, they should not be cast aside like we have nothing to do with them, like a person who is now some kind of uh, leper or something, and we want to run far away from him. That is not in order either we should be adopting a balanced approach in all these things and take care of those who are ill. Take care of them. Give them that uh, encouragement as well. And person wants to take the necessary precautions by all means. But give the person that kind of 
support. Not that he is now have to fend for himself. Just maybe somebody will come and just uh, leave some food on the floor for him and go away. No, give the person that support. The person is in need of that support. This is why there is so much of virtues for piyadat, for visiting the sick. So much of virtues for visiting the person who is sick. That when a person goes to visit somebody who is sick, 70,000 malaika make dua for him. Man aada maridan aw zara akhan lahu fillah nadahu munadin bi antibata wa taba mamshak wa tabawwata min aljannati manzila person who visits somebody who is sick or he goes to visit uh, some person for the sake of Allah Ta'ala then the angel calls out to him you have done an excellent thing your walking itself is so noble and excellent you have built yourself a palace in Jannah so 70,000 angels are making dua for him he has built himself a palace in Jannah such great virtues for visiting a sick person why? that visit gives that sick person so much of comfort. It gives him support. It gives him, it boosts his spirit. Obviously there is a lot of adab that the person who is going to visit somebody who is sick has to maintain. He has to keep that visit very brief. He should make sure he is going in a time that doesn't put the person in any difficulty. He should make sure that if the person, if there has been some advice that look, this person is very ill, don't trouble this person and please visit should be restricted, then you respect that. You respect whatever the family has now required that look, right now it's not suitable for people to visit because of whatever some other circumstances might be in place. We respect that. But where that is not the problem, it's fine, it's possible. There's so much of virtues for visiting the sick person. What is the background to this? Obviously Allah Ta'ala's commands, Nabi Wasallam's way of life, it's full of wisdom. We will not necessarily understand all the depth of the wisdom, nor is that necessary for us. We have to know what we have been taught by Allah and His Rasul and follow it. But among the hikmats is that this gives that sick person, it becomes a means of helping the sick person too. When a person came, now sometimes there's a person who's sick, hardly anybody is there to help him. A person went to visit, he got to see the situation, it brought about that concern, this person needs help, we need to help this person. Now that person was sick, there was no support, there was no perhaps support to get things done for the person. Maybe some old person, person in the house, couple, old couple, now they don't have anybody to assist them. Now somebody went to visit and he saw the situation. Now this opened out the door. But what opened out the door was that visiting of the sick person. Or oh, the dua he'll make, he'll go and make dua for that sick person. That too will be such a great help. And that sick person will see somebody coming, somebody is concerned about him, somebody is paying a visit, it boosts his spirit, it makes, and that spirit, that comfort, emotional comfort, that becomes a very great means of the person's physical well-being. It helps to heal and recover physically. This is the system Allah has created in dunya. A person in tremendous mental strain and emotional distress if that person is not sick also, they start getting physically sick. And a person who is physically sick, but somehow some joy has come in his heart, some happiness has come, that starts helping him to heal physically, to recover physically. So that just is something that just came on the side, that those who are in this isolation, they should not be treated like outcasts. They should not be treated like this person, you know, you don't come anywhere close to him, otherwise you'll drop dead, or you'll, something will happen to you. Take your necessary precautions. That's not being advised that 
don't take any precautions. Take the precautions you need to take. But don't treat the person like an outcast. Don't treat the person like he is somebody to be shunned. No. So, coming back to the person in isolation himself. This was something that just came in between. But coming back to the person in isolation. Now there is so much good that he can do. So much he can earn for the akhirat. So much he can connect with Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. And so much he can make his heart. This khalwat, as explained, was a very great lesson. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, prior to nubuwat, his ibadat was khalwat. He used to go and make khalwat in the cave. And it was in the cave and in ghari hira that the first wahi came. Now, this is that khalwat. So, this is a very great ibadat, but obviously provided that khalwat is used correctly, that isolation is used correctly. So now, those who are in isolation, they got all this opportunity. And now this is a specific situation, isolation. Very often, a person has free time, a person is, has been on holiday, meaning he's not going to work or something, he's on holiday. But to do good becomes such a difficult thing. Why? Laziness. Apart from other issues, laziness. Now this is the disease. It's a disease which has to be overcome. Which we have to learn to break through this disease. Otherwise it keeps a person so far behind. Now for example, this isolation now, 14 days a person stayed in isolation, but because of laziness did nothing. And came out from there without having achieved any kind of spiritual rejuvenation. Now what became the reason for this? The disease of laziness. One was some other disease, the virus caught the person, but that virus didn't hit this person down. It didn't bring any symptoms also in the particular situation we're talking about. This person was fine, but just that now he tested positive, so now he was told you have to be in isolation. But now he could have made that such a great advantage for himself and he could have made it a time to connect with Allah Ta'ala but the time was just wild away what was one of the reasons one of the biggest reasons that disease didn't really show itself in him but the disease of laziness that weighed like a ton as a result nothing happened nothing no good could take place now this was just an example of how laziness can become such a terrible disease and can hold a person back, can tie him down, can cause so much of difficulty. So we need to, number one, make this dua. We have been taught now to make dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ajzi wal-kasal wa min al-bukhli wal-jubn wa min ghalabati al-dayn wa qahri al-rijal Now we should be making this dua also. And together with this dua, we should be making dua as well. That is what we plan to discuss today. But nevertheless, some of the Things that came in where inshallah Allah Ta'ala make it a means of benefit for us and we will inshallah continue with this discussion in the coming weeks. Allah wa Ta'ala give us tawfiq and remove every trace of laziness from us. Allah Ta'ala fill us with good energy to be undertaking all the good amal and to be doing good for others, to be a source of benefit for others, to be a source of benefit for our own selves in terms of our dunya and akhirat mainly our akhirat more than dunya also and also to become a source of good for others as well may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير واجعل عواقب أمورنا بالخير بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتبفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف المعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب